The key to a successful relationship with your boss is to understand that it is 100% your responsibility. In this episode, we'll discuss how to do that. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. The first rule in managing your boss is to learn their management style, their likes and dislikes, and their goals and objectives. And one of the things you have to keep in mind throughout this whole discussion is that your boss hired you. So they think you can do the job, they want to see you be successful, and they know that if you're successful, it will help to achieve success for them as well. So what you want to do is you want to spend the time studying how your boss sets goals individually. Uh, Are they individually set or are they collegially set? How do they do that? How do they collect data? A slow, complete methodological method or based on mental shortcuts? Um, Their involvement. Do they act on their instinct or they gather the staff's input? And as far as decision-making, logical, thoughtful, deliberate, or fast, um, automatic, based on biases. You know, Fred, there's there's another um, dynamic or dimension, and that is whether they're hands-on or hands-off. You know, some are micromanagers, and some are kind of, they give you a general direction, and you're on your own. and that also tells you a little bit about how you should try to keep them informed. I mean, clearly, if, there's a, if they're a hands-on micromanager, you want them to know everything you're doing. You want to present it to them almost as a question. I'm doing this. How do you feel about it? Uh, ask them for advice regularly. Um, but if they're hands-off, then... Uh, you know, you don't need to report in as often, but, but there, what's important is not to take that uh, for granted, that you should still check in with them uh, as you progress, just to make sure that you haven't drifted apart. That, that's right. And then once in a while, what happens is that you get a surprise in there. I had a client recently who was hired uh, not too long ago by an open collegial boss who was very much um, uh, involving staff, and that person was promoted. The new boss who came in was intense, was critical, was hard to read. And what happened was that my client began to lose confidence. And so I said to the person, look, go and sit down with the boss and talk this thing out and let's see what we can learn. And the meeting 
my client was reluctant to do that, but they finally did it, and the meeting turned out to be much better than they expected. The new boss said, look, I didn't hire you. We're in a competitive atmosphere. You got to show me what you can do, and then what will happen is that over time, we'll build trust in each other, and so I'm staying close in the beginning. If you show me you can do the work, then I'll start to back away and give you more space. And my client felt very good about what happened. They began to do that. Uh, They kept the boss informed of progress. They worked uh, hard on time. They were in early, and they showed consistency and patience, and lo and behold, ended up with a very good relationship with the boss um, because they realized that they could learn things from the boss. That, that is so important and it, to, to understand how the boss operates. I mean, they, they were very lucky that they um, had a boss that w- once they were asked or confronted about it, uh, was, was that uh, open about, about their approach and their viewpoint of, of what was going on. Um, you know, there are a number of other uh, dimensions um, that you want to get a sense of when you're sussing out a new boss. You know, are they optimistic or pessimistic? That is, do they have a positive attitude? Things are going to work out well? Or are they, you know, always worried about what could possibly go wrong? And you need to anticipate those uh, those um, approaches, the, you know, how they operate. Are, are they overt or covert? I mean, uh, again, do they um, openly display how they feel or are they hidden, you know, subtle, uh, not revealing a lot? Sometimes you can read that also by the position that the person's in. When you were talking about optimistic, if you have a visionary boss or someone who's in sales, they're more likely to be optimistic. If you have someone who's controlling the buzz, the budget and setting rules, they will. They may at least appear to be more pessimistic. Oh yeah, they're they're always looking at the worst case, um, and and you, you you can't and and it's you really have to get a sense of that. I had a client that worked uh, alongside the guy who was head of sales for this company was always um, over promising and under delivering. He was always optimistic. Oh, I'll bring in the big client. And very often didn't, and so you have to you have to take that into account, um, you know, when, when you're making your your plans. Um, another dimension is: are they secure or insecure? Uh, again, I I worked with a person who whose boss was very insecure and also had a hard time explaining what they meant or what they wanted or. Um, you know exactly what they wanted the cl- my client to do, and um, so th- this this person had to had to go out and talk to their colleagues and say, well, what do you think they they want? How do they normally uh, do this? Or do you understand when they tell me they want X? Can you help me understand what exactly they they want? Um, and this person, what, what complicated it was this person was so insecure that if you ask questions to get clarity, to clarify what they wanted, they thought you were challenging 
what they were telling you and they would get very defensive. So again, you sort of had to go to other sources to try to suss out what, what this person wanted. Um, so these, uh, you know, these kinds of things you often have to go and, and ask other people who have been working with this person for a while to figure out, okay, how do I, how do I deal with it? It's, it's never really easy. Another, another factor is uh, understanding their decision-making style. And here, um, you, can, you can well get a sense of who you're dealing with. Technically trained people, doctors, lawyers, IT people, engineers are going to tend to be more rational. They want data to support the decision. They want to do planning and so forth, where as um, sales and certain aspects of marketing may be more intuitive. They may work more from the gut and instincts. And so what happens there is that the, um, the two various groups have to begin to understand one another in order to function effectively. And you want to figure out what your, you know, which your way your boss leans. Yeah, all of those are, are really important. Um, you know, I think one of the things to keep in mind is is because they hired you, they think, or even if they didn't hire you, even if you got just they, you know, promoted into their department or moved into their department, as as you said earlier, Fred, they they want you to succeed, but it's it's you want to be in sync with the way they view the world. This comes back to the 100% your responsibility that they're not going to change to meet the way you work. You have to change or adapt your approach uh, so it's consistent with the way they work. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like to do is to suggest that people set daily goals for yourself. One example is, and especially if your boss tends to be a quieter person, just go out of your way to say good morning to the boss. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, along those lines, is, is, you know, it's really true that first impressions last. So when you're first starting out in a department or under a new boss, you want to be 110%. You know, you want to be the first one in and the last one to leave at night for a while, because that will set an impression with the boss that as you back off from that will still last. And, and how the boss sees you initially um, in the first few weeks is so critical in terms of how they, how they view you going forward. That's right. And then another factor is that you don't want to stay away. You want to uh, reach out yourself and get on the boss's calendar regularly, hopefully what happens is that many bosses will, will do that for you. They'll say, look, especially when you're new, um, I'd like to meet on a weekly or some regular basis so that we can make sure that we're on the same wavelength. But sometimes the boss doesn't. And so you should then do what I had suggested to reach out yourself and see if you can get on the boss's calendar. This will definitely help because it gives you the opportunity to explain what you're doing, to understand if you're on the right wavelength and if you have to make any changes. Um, once in a while, you'll get a boss who's more introverted who doesn't want meetings. 
and then you're then you're more in a situation where you've got to figure out what's the best way to communicate uh, with the boss. One way is the boss will typically have meetings of their entire staff, so you can do some communication there. But if that's not uh, proving enough, then one way that you may want to do it is you may want to send an email weekly to your boss. And you just need to make sure in that email that you keep it short and tight. Typically, people will use bullet points and they'll make absolutely sure that it's no more than one page. Right, right. And, and, you know, giving periodic updates, if you're working on a complex project, just letting them know, particularly if they're a hands-on boss, uh, here's what we're doing, and always ask the questions. Um, You know, I'm, I'm planning to do this. How do you feel about that? Ask for advice on a regular basis. Just interact with them as as much as possible, particularly with the standoffish or, uh, as you put it, introverted boss. It, it's very easy to not make the effort because it's just the easier path. They're not asking for it, so why should you do it? And the reason is that if you're not doing it, they don't know what you're doing, and they think you're not doing anything. That's an excellent, that's an excellent point. It, it, again, managing the relationship with your boss is 100% your responsibility. And so you want to see what you can do to uh, have the best communication and the most open communication that you can have. Right. And, and again, I, I can't emphasize this too much, is to reach out to your colleagues, your coworkers, um, people who have worked for this boss in the past, and just uh, informally get their sense and their advice about how to deal with this boss. Um, because, you know, they don't make the same mistakes they made. Uh, help, let them help you avoid those mistakes. So in summary, what we're saying, again, is your relationship with your boss is your responsibility. Um, you may be blessed to have a boss that really tr- works hard to, to have a good relationship with you, but it's, at the end of the day, 100% your responsibility. Um, you want to make sure you don't stay away from the boss, that you get in and interact with them as much as you can, as much as makes sense, um, so they know what you're doing, they know your, the progress you're making towards their goals, they feel that they have input in what you're doing um, and that you're not drifting apart in terms of how to achieve those goals. You want to set, speaking of goals, set short-term and long-term goals. As Fred said, short-term maybe just making sure you say hi to the boss every day. Um, making sure that you give a progress report, whether at a meeting or uh, on uh, in an email, that you're regularly reporting your progress uh, towards uh, your goals, and then accomplish the boss's goals. Make sure you understand them and that you're d- devoted to 100% achieving those goals. We hope you have found this podcast useful and we'll come back again for more management mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes, 
or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. Thanks for listening.